0: On this feast of St. Mary Magdalene, let us pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning, while it was still dark, and saw the stone removed from the tomb. But Mary stayed outside the tomb weeping, and as she wept, she bent over into the tomb and saw two angels in white sitting there, one at the head and one at the feet where the body of Jesus had been. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken my Lord, and I don't know where they laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus there, but did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? She thought it was the gardener, and said to him, Sir, if you carried him away, tell me where you laid him, and I will take him. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Stop holding on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and tell them, I am going to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary of Magdala went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord and what he told her. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Today is the feast of St. Mary Magdalene. We celebrate her day, we remember her, and we thank the Lord for the wonders that he worked in her. The Church has come to consider her as an apostle, like so many saints throughout the history of the humanity of the Church. She is a great woman who appears in the Gospels and about whom we don't know much. Scholars differ somewhat on her identity, unsure as to who she is. In fact, to tell you the truth, it doesn't matter that much. Some say that she was the sinner that appears in the Gospel of Luke. Others say she's the Mary Magdalene, the same that we just heard about, that appears in the Gospel of John, as well as Luke. Others say that she's Mary of Bethany. I repeat, it doesn't matter that much because not only do we believe in what's written, but we also believe in the oral tradition of the primitive church. What matters is that the story of Mary Magdalene reminds us of a fundamental truth in our faith. Which one, you may ask? Christ's disciples are weak and don't become saints overnight. We're chosen to be saints, but not because we already are. The disciples, you and I, are on the way, following him. And only a true follower of Jesus has a true experience of human weakness, of sin, of the need we have to be saved. This woman was a sinner, according to the Gospel, but she was humble enough to ask for help and to be healed by Jesus himself. She ended up following him closely until the end, until the Calvary, as we just heard in glimpses of the Gospel. She was the first one to look for the Lord in the tomb, thinking that she'd find him dead, as any of us would have thought as well. She was the one who found the big surprise that the tomb was empty, and at that instant she was called by him, without her knowing that it was him. Mary ran to seek the Lord in a place of death. However, she also raised her head when he called her. Mary let Jesus speak to her heart and call her by her name. These are the three things I suggest we meditate on from the scene we have just heard. This simple yet great catechism of what it means to meet with our Saviour in a world that doesn't help us recognise him, because of our sadness and closed-mindedness, because we're surrounded by death and injustice. This also happened to Mary. She didn't recognize him, even though he was next to her. Why? Because she was crying. She was looking at herself. She was sad. And it was impossible to think that something so great had happened. Such a miracle seemed impossible. How is it possible for us to think that Jesus is present in the world we live in, in spite of so much evil? In the midst of this world, where so many times were full of sadness, of grief for the loss of our loved ones, of things that don't go the way we had expected. It was sad because sometimes we do things that seem meaningless and our heart isn't into them and we don't see any fruits. Well, let's run. Let's run like Mary ran to the tomb. Let's run and seek Jesus, who's always there, even if we can't see him with our eyes. Today he'll be at our job. He'll be at our parish group. He'll be at the specific places we need to be. At university, at school, he'll be in everything we do today. He'll be there. But we must run with the same love Mary had for him. Did you notice when Mary ran? Early in the morning, she was the first one because she loved him so much. She was the one who loved the most because she also was forgiven the most. You and I were also forgiven. We too can run. We must run. Let's raise our heads. Let's stop crying, or rather, let's cry if necessary, but let's raise our heads. It's okay to cry, we're allowed to do it, but let's look at Jesus who's looking at us. He's standing next to us, and we don't notice, because sometimes we're looking down, and tears don't let us see. Anguish and sadness won't let us realise, or our pride won't let us see, because we're looking at ourselves. Let's lift up our heads, and let Jesus speak to us. He said, Mary... And it was right then when she recognized him. Only when we hear Jesus call us by our name will we be able to recognize him. Let's allow him to call us by our name today in the silence of our hearts. Let's imagine the situation. If we're sad, let's run to a sanctuary. Let's run and find Jesus, who's also in the poor, in the needy, in a relative, in a family member who's unwell, in your father, your mother, or your brothers and sisters. Let's call a neighbour who's sick. Let's run and come out of our confinement. Let's raise our heads and let Jesus speak to us and we'll experience that our weeping will turn into joy. May we have a good day and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, Son and Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us always.